Welcome to the Dorm Room Dispute Podcast on a Football Friday. It's the NFL Draft, everyone, and we yep. have loads to talk about. I am Mitchell Kaminsky. And I am Marshall McAluso, and here we'll give you this week's rundown of the top leagues, who's hot, who's not, and our hot tops of the week. Let's get right into it. Well, the big series uh, from the first round of the NBA playoffs was the Blazers and Thunder. And it only went five games, but it was a riveting five games. True. It's one of those series... It's like when you see the movie trailer, and there's always that like one flashy, loud character that gets you into the theater to go watch it. But when you're watching the movie, what makes it great is the quiet guy who's a really good actor and ends up winning the Oscar here. It's not the big flashy thing or the pyrotechnics of the explosion. It's the good actors make good movies. And that's kind of what you saw here in this series, to a T. Russell Westbrook was the reason people were watching the series. Loud talker, flashy game. It's true. He's the reason people get triple doubles, puts up these flashy numbers. People went to the games and tuned in to see Russell Westbrook. And in the end, it was Damian Lillard who was the best player in the series, and that made this series great. Uh, I think the whole series was really an indictment on Russell Westbrook, and that's what I got out of this thing. And Damian Lillard has passed him up as a better point guard in the NBA rankings. I mean, we'll start with this. For starters, Westbrook came in with the thought, it's me versus Damian Lillard. I, I'm going to beat him head-on-head. Head. It's me versus him. He created this kind of this, like false little rivalry thing that was going on. And I think with Dame Lillard, what you saw, Westbrook was trying to compete with him, and Dame Lillard wanted really nothing to do with it. He was just trying to win games. Like He didn't look rattled at all. There was one game, I think it was game three. He started two for eight shooting. He didn't look rattled. He just kept doing his thing. And then he ended up dropping like 30-something points, and they went on, they went on to uh, win the game. Westbrook, the whole series, was trying to compete with them. He was jawing at him. He was trying to get him rattled. And we saw this last year, too, with Marco Rubio with the Jazz. He had a really good game. And then the next game, Westbrook was doing like a full-court press on him the whole time. And he looked like it was embarrassing. He looked like an idiot because he was trying to prove everyone that he was better than Marco Rubio. And you saw that here. His ego got the best of him. And I think Dame Lillard, he said it best. Like, after this, after the series, he was like, it's the unemotional, reserved, calm, detached warrior who wins, not the hothead seeking vengeance and not the amb- ambitious seeker of fortune. And that's uh, from a quote from the uh, Art of War that he posted on there. And it was a clear shot at Russell Westbrook, because I think that's what we saw here. And Damian Lillard, he's one of my new favorite players in the NBA now, because he's not out there. They had a couple rough seasons. They got swept last year and completely underperformed. He didn't try to get the coach fired. You never hear him asking for any other stars. He just sits there, and he makes it work. That's what we saw here. And with Westbrook, too, this is the other thing that really was frustrating. The game has clearly passed him by. He cannot shoot a three. He has a broken jumper. Um, for stat, the, this is the 29th time in Westbrook's playoff career that he missed at least 15 shots, which is eight more games than any other player since Westbrook's first playoff appearance uh, in 2009-2010. He has not evolved this game at all. When Kevin Durant left the last elimination game, he took more shots than Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is the best scorer on the planet right now, and he was taking more shots with him than him. He was taking more shots than... Uh, he was taking more shots than Paul George this uh, this year. Crunch time. The only reason Damian Lillard had that big shot to win the game is because Westbrook drove and threw up some hero ball shot that didn't go in and rimmed out, and then they got the rebound, and Lillard, the rest is history, went on to make that shot. 
He should have been referring to Paul George. And he started this year doing that, and then when Paul George got injured, he completely reverted back to the way he's been going. If you look at all those last elimination games, it's like 5 for 30-something. He was 5 for 22. He's like he's shooting like 30% in the playoffs. It's, it's bad. The game is passing by. If they couldn't win with Kevin Durant, they're not winning with Paul George in this core. I think it's time to pull the plug. Or at least make him a two. They've pampered him for too long and been enabling Westbrook, and this is the result you get. They are not going to win with Russell Westbrook as the star, as the core of your team. If Russell Westbrook is your best player, number one player on the team, you are not going to win a championship, let alone a first-round playoff series. I mean, to be fair, I think in this series you kind of saw, first of all, Paul George. He was very underwhelming, and he honestly he hasn't been. I mean, he ever since he got injured, he hasn't been the same player. And he was the two, and then, like you said, I don't know. I don't know if it was necessarily Westbrook reverting back to his old mindset, but like he probably felt as if he had to because I mean, Paul George, you said you saw in Game One, like he couldn't shoot. He couldn't shoot. Like I remember, he got in the last game of the playoff or of the regular season. He did. He told people he did not take a single basketball shot since the last since he got injured going to the playoffs. Before Paul George got injured, though, he was a serious MVP candidate. So it's not like he's completely fell off. And no, the but time he, that no, West, he, you can't tell me he was the same player. He was not. He got, well, but the, time that, they were off, the time that they were off, Westbrook completely reverted back to his old system. You still have, you still got Steven Adams. Like, this is a good team that should not be elimin- getting eliminated in the first round. And I think they had a stretch of the, I mean, the season where they lost, like, eight-plus games in a row. It's that should Paul not George. happen. It happened. It happened. They went to a cold streak. And honestly, like, if you – this – Russell Westbrook – was still he was still scoring points and I understand that there was various situations and look I'm not gonna say I mean I'm a Westbrook guy but I'm not gonna say that like he performed well or he did what he needed to do in the playoffs because he didn't he underperformed and he did what he'd been doing the regular season that was hurting the Thunder but at the same time like Damian Lillard dropped 50 points and like that shot like that's if, if I'm the Thunder and the Thunder were too petty or not the Thunder but Paul George is too petty enough to just admit that they got beat by a good player because the whole bad shot take. But I was like, look, like if I'm a basketball player and a dude has 47 points and he shoots it from like what six feet behind the arc at the buzzer and nails it, like hats off. There's nothing I was gonna do that's gonna beat this guy. Yeah, it would have been if they would have made their lay- Westbrook would have made their layup or kicked out and not taking that stupid shot or he was draped all under over under the basket and threw up a brick. Like or after game three where they won and he's rocking the baby and then See, they no, throw Ellie Paul was, George we, we and Ellie he's that. doing the slam dunk, like dunking at the end for no reason. There you know what the, the uh, and I think Lillard said this in his press conference too. They were focused on winning one game like, or for yeah. a full series, not or four games, not like celebrating after they win one game in their build. Like I, I don't know. And it was the court. I, 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 we talked about the story. I was disappointed to see Dennis Schroeder and like all these like role player guys. Like you don't see like. And Enos Conter like doing anything like that because he's just like a role player, and yeah, it was unfortunate. Well, but you know what? there's a we'll, reason. We'll, I'll, 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 we'll move on from the there's Russell. There's a reason Kevin Durant wanted to leave. Like, there's a reason he ran he's out a, of town. Because well, I can't say it on the podcast, but he's a little something that's not great. He is. Yeah, he went to the he went to the Warriors. Of course, he wanted to leave. Okay. It did, no, that they ran him off the ropes, and Westbrook just that shot his nothing way. To do he with shot Westbrook. Durant. It has nothing town. to do with Westbrook. He shot his way. If you look at what, if you look at Durant's numbers back in that in that age, it was not it was not great. Yeah, they were. He was the best player on that team, and Westbrook was still taking all the shots. If you look at how many shots, I'd have, I'd have to pull it up. 
with me, but Westbrook took far far more I mean, shots I'm not, I'm, than Kevin Durant in the fourth quarter. I mean, it doesn't matter. He could have he could have had like it doesn't matter besides like LeBron James or the people on the Warriors that he went to join. Like of course, like I don't I don't answer very good argument. Anyways, moving on, we got the hot question. Fucking triple doubles. Damian Lillard. Patton stats. Is he the coolest player in the NBA? No. Who's cooler than Damian Lillard? I mean, you can't go by like the one shot. I mean, just this player. At at the moment, at the moment. Who's cooler than Damian Lillard? At the moment. He's probably the coolest player in the NBA. I mean, after that shot, yeah. It's a nice shot. The wave to buy was the coldest thing. Yeah, that was that was sweet. And he had the Derrick Rose like no expression uh, picture. Yeah. Post game, I think I think well it's not oh. it's not Kyrie. He's a flat earther, so that's that's stupid. I mean, define cool though. Like just cool, like you you just like like a favorite favorite player candidate. Well, I mean, yeah, I, he'd be my favorite player candidate. It's not LeBron because the Lakers stuff. Yeah, that Westbrook. You know, go sorry. This is the last thing I'll say about Westbrook. <laughs> He's the Allen Iverson of this generation, which isn't necessarily a good thing. He's never going to win any championships. It's going to be all about his stats. Cool, bro. He got some triple doubles. That's a waste of a career right there. Yeah. He has a lot of talent. Wasted. Yeah. He's had talent around him. He has no excuses not to win. Unlike Allen Iverson, he's actually had teams that have been good. It's true. But as far as Anyways, goes, yeah, Damian Lillard. It's I probably, it's, I mean, it's not even one of the Warriors because they're the Warriors. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, he's the coolest. Maybe Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, like Although he kind of flopped in the last game. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem he's Abdul-Jabbar, no, he's not. Yes, he is. He's got Kyle Cor- Kyle Corver is the coolest he's player got the in the NBA. Hook. Rip no Hamilton the is the coolest since. player in the NBA. Rip Hamilton. <laughs> That's a name. Well, we're talking about NBA now. Uh, we got two good series, one of which you wouldn't you wouldn't think so because the Clippers versus the Warriors, in which the Clippers have forced. They forced game six. Yeah. And they're going to win the series. I'm just kidding. They're no, not going to win the series. But you know what? Hey, I'll give hats off to Lou Williams because he's been he's been a monster this series. Pat Beverly's playing well. Montrez Harrell is playing like his family's life is on the line against the Warriors. Uh, he's been absolutely relentless. Uh, you know what? I've gained a lot of respect for this Clippers team. Yeah, the world coach, uh, Doc, uh, Doc Rivers, has done a fantastic job uh, with this team. They moved the ball well. Lou Williams is tremendous. And if I'm a free agent, why wouldn't I go to the yeah. Clippers over the Lakers? There's no turmoil right now. They have a solid coach, great location. They're playing yeah. in the same spot the Lakers do. Um, they they just they're they're missing. They're one playmaker away. It's true. Like one star away from being in. They a also really know. Good they team. also know what they're doing because when we talk about the Tobias Harris and Boban trade, mm-hmm. uh, they got some pieces that have helped them out. And also, if you're if I'm looking at the Lakers because I'm like, if I'm a star player. Like you, you have or not the Lakers, the Clippers, because their best players are like role players that are just performing really well. Yeah. Like Willie Williams, six man. You know, like you can come in easily, be a star player, Kevin Durant, uh, Kawhi, whoever you want, uh, and play with the Clippers. Uh, and like I like Pat Bev said, he said we're the best team in LA, and they proved it. And I give him a lot of respect for that. And it'll be interesting because it kind of is looking like, well, well I'll, I'll get on to the next series is the Nuggets versus the Spurs. Yeah. And honestly, this is just who's gonna lose to the Blazers in the next round. Because I don't I, I neither of these I teams I don't know. Neither of these teams have impressed me enough to where I can be confident with them. The Blazers I would definitely pick to win the series, but I think it'll be closer than everyone 
things. Well, they, because I the they Warriors like six thing, games. Well, I mean, the, the Clippers with their big comeback and then surprisingly winning game six has been yeah. taking the headlines. And then obviously Dame Lillard and, like, the Wave and the whole yeah. West thing between him and Westbrook have been taking headlines. But these are two, like, they're not pushover teams. It's true. Like, because there's a reason the Nuggets were a two-seed. And, like, Greg Popovich... He yeah, like that you, team well. He's you still got DeMar DeRozan on that team, Rudy Gay. Like, that's still a formidable team. Yeah. And I think they will give, whoever wins that series is going to give the uh, Blazers a harder time than yeah. the Thunder. Yeah, I just think, I just think talent will win out in that series. And I mean, because you, because like, like you said, like the, 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 they have a very, they have a really good chemistry over in Denver, and you can't doubt, like, Greg, ne- there will never be a team that Greg Popovich coaches that'll just be, like, Well, yeah, you're not going to be dealing over. with any of those distractions you get with, like, Westbrook and Joy. Like, because, like you said, with Greg Popovich, it's a well-coached team. Yeah. Nikola Jokic is, like, a low-key kind of guy, too. Yeah. And they're both good, yeah. And I, I, Jokic Games. would probably be the best player on the floor, I think, Ga- for either of those teams. Yeah. Playing. <coughs> game seven, <coughs> that's a must-watch game right there. Yeah, I, I think the Nuggets win it. That's my early thought. Yeah. So I think for three games in a row, they kind of dominated, and then the Spurs finally figured out their stuff. But I think the Nuggets win game seven there. But whoever wins, I think they give the Blazers a run for their yeah. money. But back to what I was saying, and now that we've talked about this series, um, we'll definitely be talking this moving forward as like the uh, the conference conference finals come up. Um, but honestly, if I'm looking at it right now, the Warriors struggling this much with the Clippers, I can see I can see a team beating them. They're, and like we were talking before, they're not deep at all. They don't have very good, many good bench players. Steph Curry's not really showing up when he needs to so far. Um, but they, it'll be very, very interesting going forward. I mean, to be fair, they've been looking ahead. And I agree. They do not have depth. Yeah. Like, off the bench, they only got, like, Looney and Iguodala coming yeah. off the bench that are any good. But you still have the best. Right now, Kevin Durant's the best player in the world. And it's like the LeBron yeah. thing last year where he carried that team. And you have Steph, who's the best shooter in the world. And True. you still have Klay Thompson, who's a very good shooter. Yeah. And Draymond Green's no slouch at defense either. Yep. Like, that, that team, I, I still do think um, they're going to – I think they're going to blow them out in game six, the Clippers out in game six. Which is nothing against the Clippers because kudos yeah. to them for like doing what they did, and that's a really good recruiting pitch. But and then the the Rockets one will be close, but I still do think they're the best team. I would be surprised. I, I would still be surprised if they got yeah. eliminated. And then we got a whole lot of filler that no one really cared about to begin with. The 76ers lost, uh, or no, they they beat the Nets in five. Yeah, by 31 at halftime. Yeah, that was that was that was a little rough. The game. coach made they got a meme out of them. With that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's true. Um, Celtics, Bucks, and Raptors all just completely destroyed their opponents. Honestly, I don't even know. Besides Game One in the Magic and Raptors, because I was in the Magic one, I don't think I watched a single second. Now, same with Bucks Pistons. Yeah, like and Bucks, Bucks Pistons, Pistons, I probably wouldn't old. watch if it was in my backyard. Like yeah. that series is boring. Celtics. Celtics Pacers was a close lead. Oh, the lead. Pacers, that's right. And we got that nice Miles Turner's dunk over Gordon Hayward. Yeah, but he shouldn't be celebrating cool. too much because everyone knows white guys can't jump. And it's true. And you're like a seven-foot-tall black guy. So let's not celebrate too much. That's yeah. kind of an easy dunk. And it's like everyone want, the Pacers have like literally no appeal besides Victor Oladipo. Well, once and Victor we, went down, their yeah. season was kind of... Yeah. That'll be an interesting team moving forward because they got cap space, but yeah. And I think early on, I'm taking the Celtics over the Bucks. I think they got more depth and playoff experience. Yeah, that's so gonna be close. With Giannis, that's a toss up. Uh, and the Raptors, I think, will play. I want to see. I want to see Kawhi go far. I really like Kawhi Leonard. Um, I don't know. He's kind of weird. He's, he's a, a weird strange dude. dude. He's a strange guy. I'm not gonna lie. Like after the whole Spurs thing, where he just kind of quit on him last year. Yeah, and that he's was. Sitting out a bunch of games this year, and he's gonna leave to go to. I don't know. Not, not, a, not a Kawhi Leonard yeah, It's alright. Pat Bev will whip him into shape when he's on the Clippers <laughs> next year. Uh, quick soccer. Um, it would have been a lot bigger 
Then we had the Manchester Derby. It would have been a lot bigger if Man U had won. Uh, but this game, Manchester City versus Manchester United, um, it was just one team is clearly better than the other one. And Man City won 2-0 off Bernardo Silva and uh, Leroy Sané. Big implications, though, for that one. Man City needed to win to keep pace with Liverpool. It's true. Who also blew out their opponent. I think Liverpool is going to win. I, Premier League. It's gonna be close though. If it's you look at yeah, the strength of schedule, the the Liverpool, it it's really funny because it's gonna come down to the Wolverhampton Wanderers, the Wolves, um, that will really decide it because Man City has three pushover games. Um, Liverpool, they already won their Huddersfield game. Um, I believe they have Leicester and Wolves. I believe Wolves away is their last game. The Wolves that, are sneaky. That could be. Yeah, they're 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 a good team, pound for pound, with the amount of money in the Premier League. I think the Wolves are one of the better sides. I mean, they they can make a, they can make a definite case that they're better than Chelsea. Um, they're smarter than um, Arsenal in what they're doing. But yeah, that was and a little quick. Man quick. United lost their top four spot for Champions League. Then. Yeah, well, they year. weren't in it, but they they needed a they, win. They kind of needed to win to keep them themselves in. In contention, and so I'm that's not, kind yeah, of yeah. I'm not a soccer guy either, but watching that game, they look totally outclassed. Yeah, in Man City, and it it's was just like a clear lack of talent. Compared. It was literally like it's one of those situations where like you get a new coach mid-season, and then it kind of works, and they're like, oh, like we fixed it, but then it's like, no, you're still playing bad players. Who is the coach wearing the ugly scarf? Oh, Pep Guardiola. Yeah, yeah. He's he's always been criticized for his. See, Man U's coach or Man City's? He's Man City's. Interesting. Yeah, you yeah. know what? They're winning, so. Yeah, good for him. Uh, hockey. So, hockey. We well, got. Want good playoff series. Yeah, you We're want... talking about the NBA. This is the playoffs. Yeah. Here. So, we'll start. We'll go quickly because um, we want to keep. We got a lot to talk about. Still got to get to the draft. But, uh, Caps lost the Hurricanes in game seven. Overtime. That was really. F- or double overtime. Double overtime. That was fun. The goal, honestly. It was greasy. Yeah. Justin Williams, Mr. Game Seven, and the captain threw in front of the net. Yeah, and it got tipped. And it in. was it in the, so that one, and then there was the Sharks versus Knights, which was the other game seven overtime. And honestly, the Sharks versus Knights game—I mean, obviously it was a fantastic game, but just the overtime in it itself was like everything that you kind of wanted well, the other game. Yeah, to be. with the the Sharks one, they're down three nothing yeah. in the third period, and then there's a cross checking call, very on controversial, Joe Pavelski, yeah. where he had to leave the game. That's one of their like better players. It was a scary injury. Yeah, and it definitely was a penalty. Now. Was it a five-minute major penalty? That could be debated. But the fact is, for all these Vegas fans complaining, you had a 3-1 series lead. It's true. And you gave up four goals. In the third period, they gave up four goals on that five-minute major penalty. Yep. Your power play can't give up four goals in five minutes. Yeah. Like, that is horrible. So you can't complain about that. So they gave up the four goals in five minutes. And all of a sudden, the building was going crazy. It looked like the Sharks were about to win after being down 3-0 yep. in the third period in a Game 7. And then with 48 seconds left, uh, Marsha Show for the Knights, he scored a really clutch goal. They yeah. pulled the goal. And that, but that, that goal was something that... Short if side. If was, you're the Sharks, you can't give that up. It Martin, was too yeah. easy, and the goalie, goalie got beaten near post. Martin Jones has been a big... Because I picked the Sharks to win the Stanley Cup. But it was kind of like contradicting myself, because I was like, well, goaltending wins. You need a hot goaltender to win in hockey. And he's, like, one of the worst goaltenders in the playoffs right now. So they're almost winning despite of him. Yeah. And, like, that was a perfect example, like you said. So he's going to yeah. be the key for them moving forward. But then, of course, they ended up winning in overtime. A really nice goal by some fourth liner. Yeah. can can't um, even recall his name. Uh, but, nice, yeah, that nice, was – and then nice we were watching that game, and that's one where you just kind of want the home team to win just because it's really fun. Yeah. And that went all the anticipation and all the, the comeback, then it got canceled. But like I was saying with the Caps-Hurricanes, it was just, like – 
wait, that go that went in. Oh, game's over. Wow. It was like quick, and like that was another one too. People forget the Hurricanes are down two nothing in yeah. that one too, and they had a that gritty team right there. Yeah, I, I'll be, I, that was the most one of the more surprising ones. Yeah. That I saw, they got our old friend uh, Tavo Teravainen. Yeah, on oh, so, I miss you know, And uh, James Van, uh, Van Riemsdyk too, the defenseman for it's us. that never panned out. So you know, good for the Hurricanes. That'll be an interesting series, them and the Islanders. Yeah, uh, those are two teams that I was surprised that made it, and they both have good teams. Islanders got a lot of players that've been in the Stanley Cup teams before. You got Ladd, uh, Felpola. Um, it'll be an interesting team. Yeah. Matthew Barzell is obviously good. So. Uh, next three, the Blues closes out the Jets. The uh, Stars uh, finally beat the Nashville Smashville Predators, and then Boston uh, Bruins beat the Toronto Maple Leafs. In Boston game looked like that they were in that, their head, and I watched yeah, Game Six and when yeah. Boston because a lot. Look, the Toronto is outplaying uh, Boston in their building, and it's a closeout game. And then yeah. Boston in the third period kind of like shifted the momentum. I ended up winning four to two. It's all because and then you can tell game Julian seven. Edelman chugged that beer. Yes, true. The coach even talked about it. Like it amped up the <laughs> crowd. The players going crazy. Well, game, yeah, game seven they had no chance. They lost five one. Yeah. In Bruins, you can tell psychologically it was like it was over for them. Yeah. Um, then Nashville and the Stars. Good for the Stars. Matt Zuccarello been huge for the Stars in the yep. playoffs. Ben Bishop been playing very good. Uh, Jets Blues, Jordan Winnington just keeps on winning games yeah. for the Blues. And the Blues even won their, their game last night against the Stars 3-2. to two. That, was, that was a close one. Stars, they scar- a lot the of, Stars had made a case for a comeback. But a lot of interesting done. playoff yeah. teams here. I'll go, we'll go quick uh, quick picks for the second round. So we got Dallas down one nothing to the Blues. Um, I still well, my original pick was St. Louis, so I'm still going with them. Yeah, and, like Jordan and I think St. Louis is the hot hand in this situation. They've been pl- they've been looking really good recently. More playoff experience too, so yeah, yeah. I'm going with them. Uh, and then we got the Avs versus San Jose. Um, and honestly, like psychologically speaking, I don't know how you could bet against the Sharks right now because they look like a team on fire. In Vegas, it stinks too with the Sharks because like they were a two seed and then they ended up having to play Vegas, who I thought was the best team. The other like the winner of that series in my mind was yeah. going to go to the Stanley. Cup, and so I'm still sticking with my initial pick of San Jose, and I ended up playing Calgary initially in my initial picks. Jeez, you spilled trash. I just spilled my trash can. I'm That's sorry. representing my picks in the first round because they were trash. But I ended up playing Calgary, who I think, I mean, I think they're a better team than Colorado. They obviously didn't show it in the first round, but I think San Jose still beats them. Colorado scrappy team. Um, yeah. And then we got the uh, Columbus versus Boston At matchup. Boston. Yeah, I, like I, I, I can't really see. It'll be close, but I like Boston. I mean, credit credit to the, uh, the Blue Jackets for winning that series and uh, the great fashion that they did. But I think Boston. And they won so long that they kind of had. They have a long wait. It's true. Get a little rusty there. Uh, and then we got the Canes versus the Islanders. I'll take the Canes on that one. That one's close. I think that's another seven game series. But I'm taking the Islanders. Um, yeah, that that can go either way. That's that a- that's tough. And those are two really evenly matched teams. I think out yeah. of all those series. That's gonna be the best. That's gonna be the one to watch in and the first round. I think besides the Boston series, like I can definitely see all of these going to six or seven games. Mm-hmm. So that'll be very interesting to look at going it's the forward. Best pl- it's the best playoffs in all. It is. Sports. It's absolutely electric. So it's much fixed, action. Like, and casual fans, we were watching it at our fraternity. And like house, we don't like, casual care. Fans came in, and that we like yeah, we don't have a rooting interest in Game Seven. And yeah. It was like fantastic. It was it was very entertaining. Yeah. On the edge of my seat. Uh, go, moving on, MLB. The only thing we really got. Is Vlad Guerrero Jr. is making his debut? Yeah, number one prospect in baseball. Almost hit a home run tonight, um, but it was a fantastic catch off the wall. <laughs> Ooh, he's playing right now. I don't think he has a hit. 
so that's um but yeah you know what he's playing although i will say he's gonna be the next aaron judge where espn will only talk about Vlad Guerrero. <laughs> probably it's gonna be pretty annoying and i'm gonna get on them quickly but uh that's all right uh moving on so shout out ted weeks heating and cooling for sponsoring this episode and all the other episodes that you guys have unfortunately listened to no, i'm just kidding uh we got our hots and knots mitch i'll let you start off uh mine's reese hopkins for the phillies uh wednesday night uh or Tuesday night, uh, in two outs of the ninth inning, uh, Mets reliever Jacob Rahm threw two pitches. Hold up. Oh, we got oh. breaking news. Josh Rosen is a Miami Dolphin. That we were figuring, and we'll get to that down yeah. later. But what did they give him? Two? Uh, I actually didn't say, so I, I, will, I will get that information before we, we talk about so it. Initially, I heard second and third, and they were trying to get a little more out of Miami. And Miami's like, hey, we're holding all the cards here. No one else wants them. So. Yeah. Good for the Dolphins. About time they had some leverage. I think that's a good yeah. trade. We'll talk about that later. Anyway, uh, Tuesday night, uh, blows a blow up. Metro leader Jacob Rahm, he threw two pitches near the head of Reese Hopkins. The bench is empty, like, half-heartedly, and warnings were issued. There's no serious confrontations. But uh, Hoskins and the manager, Gabe Kepler, they thought it was intentional. Um, so fast forward to Wednesday night. Rahm's on the mound again. Hoskins is at the plate. And the Phillies uh, slugger, he got his revenge in a major way. He took him deep, and he took his sweet-ass time rounding the bases. To put this into context, Bartolo Colon, when he hit a home run in 2016, his home run shot trot was 30.5 seconds. Reese Hopkins' home run trot was 34.23 seconds. And you could tell he was milking it yeah. all the way. It was actually very funny to watch. Honestly... It's not as cool as a bat flip, but it's a lot pettier than a backflip, yeah. which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> and credit, you know what? Credit yeah, it's true. To the credit Mets to pitcher, because he was like, you know what? Uh, if I make a better pitch, he doesn't get to run the bases. So that's my bad. I'm not mad yeah. about it. So yeah, credit, credit to him. him. Uh, my hot Pedro Strobe. I obviously big Strobe fan. Hats to the left. If you know, you know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he he's a, he's the Cubs' current closer in interim, uh, while Brandon Morrow is out with injury. But he had an odd situation. Where his car was stolen before the game recently against the Dodgers. Yeah, that's and, not odd. He lives in Chicago. Yeah, that's true. And it looks like he wouldn't have to do much because well, we were down three nothing. Chris or Javier Baez did a three run home run. Two more guys get on. Jason Hayward is three run home run, and then uh, I believe Rizzo singled in Chris Bryant or doubled in. Uh, so we're up seven three. You know, looking all good. And then the eighth, the Dodgers. I believe it was Cody. Bellinger? No, it wasn't Cody Bellinger. Yeah, I don't know. It was someone on the Dodgers. Hit a three-run home run. All of a sudden, it's seven to six. It's a big game against the Dodgers. Got to win these ones to get over five hundred. Uh, Pedro Strope, after his car is stolen, he's on the phone with the police in the fourth or fourth or fifth inning and says, "Oh wait, hold up. I think I have to go pitch. Oh yeah, I gotta go pitch. Uh, sorry, I'll, I'll call you guys back." And he just left the police and then got went in, got the save. Credit to him. That's incredible. Don't need any distractions. I'll tell you, this is a common theme. I remember Bears' first-round draft pick from last year, um, Leonard, um, not Leonard Floyd, uh, Roquan Smith. Yeah. He had his car got uh, jacked into, and someone stole his playbook and his iPad from it. And a lot, of memorabilia, a lot of memorabilia. And it eventually got recovered, but, yeah, athletes huh. getting their getting their stuff stolen. Yeah, there you go. Uh Mitch, I'll let you take your not hot. Uh, my not is LaShawn McCoy, and you know what? People don't like LaShawn McCoy to begin with on Twitter, but yeah, uh, he, kinda, he, he did people dirty in a big way. And you know what? I'm not into the whole nerd thing of yeah. the Avengers and all that. I'll watch the movie, but you know what? Even this is a scumbag move because he went on Twitter and he spoiled the ending with a tweet that said this, Everyone dies. 
Just kidding. You didn't actually say that. I haven't read the tweet. I'm not going to spoil it to you. But I thought you were being serious. No. I was like, come on, man. I'm seeing it tomorrow. Um, yeah, so am I. That's fine. But yeah, um, if everyone does die, that was a guess. That was like, I literally, I have we're, not we, read the we tweet. We broke the story. Oh, um, no. But yeah, according to Sports Illustrated, a lot of people were very unhappy with him because he did spoil the ending. So, yes, you're a scumbag, LaShawn McCoy. He also, I would burn your jersey, you bum. He also uh, can't, like, be a good running back in the NFL anymore, so that's also okay. not great for him. Uh, moving on, my not hot. Now, this may offend some of you because some of you may have done this, and I don't know, but I think it's stupid. People who watch the draft, because let's be real, if you watch the draft, you're probably not cool to begin with. It's just, I mean, we, we had a rant earlier in the season with the Kyler Murray, like his hand size, and like, who cares? And honestly, like, as a especially as a Broncos fan, um, and we'll talk about the draft right after this, but like, it's literally like I'll get the ESPN notifications, top five picks, and then I'll see who my team picks. Other than that, I don't really care because let's be real, some of these guys are going to get waived within two to three years. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, speaking of the draft, now that I make fun of it, we're going to talk about it for like ten minutes. Uh, we'll just run down some of the notable takes of the first round. We'll start it off, and we're going to we're going to see everyone does like. The grades, but that's boring. So we're gonna do buy or sell because we can rip off other TV shows. Uh, Kyler Murray, quarterback from Oklahoma, first overall pick to the Cardinals, and now Rosen. And let me pull it up. It was the Dolphins get Josh Rosen and a fifth rounder next year, and the Cardinals get their second round pick. They didn't give up, right. they didn't give up, like anything for him. No, you really didn't. And this is the guy. They're the only team in NFL history to draft two quarterbacks yeah. in the first round two consecutive years in a row. Not even the Cleveland Browns have done that. <laughs> They've stooped to a whole new level. Yeah. And, you know, for the buy or sell thing, I'm going to buy Kyler Murray. Now, this comes with many layers, so bear with me here. Yeah. Kyler Murray, obviously, talented quarterback. He'll fit very well with Cliff Kingberry's system. He won the Heisman for a reason. So I do not think he will be a bust by any means. Yeah. But I think that is incredibly stupid to trade Josh Rosen. One, he had a first year. It was his first year. He had no offensive line. It's true. Not he a whole didn't lot even of, have a team. Not a honestly. whole lot of weapons to throw to either. He had a first-year head coach who then got fired after his first year, so he has to get with another coach. He had plenty of He throws a better ball. He's taller. Kyler Murray, like, he's undeniably small. Everyone's like, oh, he's like Russell Wilson. Well, Russell Wilson was thick. He looked like he was 220 coming out of college. Yeah. Kyler Murray doesn't. The closest team he played to an NFL defense was Alabama, and you can see on the sidelines of the college football playoff game, trainers had to massage his ribs because he's not very big. And behind yeah. that offensive line, I got news for you, it's going to be in for a rude awakening. Yeah. Three keys to success for a team is either quarterback, offensive line, and people that can rush the passer in that order. You have your quarterback here in Rosen, who I still think is going to be very good, and I think he'll be good with the Dolphins. So that's check number one. If you draft Nick Bosa, the first one, edge rusher, you got the edge rusher down. And they already had a decent pass rusher last year um, already. That was one of the few bright spots of that defense. You add Bosa there, you got people that can get the quarterback. And mm. this is a very deep offensive line draft, so in the second round you can yeah, get an offensive lineman. Yep. All three of those things are filled out. So I don't understand the move. I don't say I'll buy Kyler Murray because I think he will be decent. But I think you had the solution with Josh Rosen right in front of you, and the Cardinals really botched that one. That was yeah. I, I didn't like it. And I, I also the whole their whole experiment, and I thought it was funny because they had the whole Sam, the whole like Patrick Mahomes thing that like the Broncos are doing it now, where you get your old veteran quarterback Sam Bradford, and then you draft a rookie and just have him sit for a little bit. And honestly, like it, it and people like Patrick Mahomes didn't really get this because he wasn't a 
big name really coming out of college. Like he played for Texas Tech. He lit it up, but it's Texas Tech. It, it's like they wanted to see Josh Rosen, and it's it's always like you you have that like stud in the Myers, like Vlad Guerrero, like pull, like bring him up, bring him up. We want to see him. But honestly, like we saw it here. I think it was too early, and you saw him against the Bears when he came in, like what fourth quarter, yeah, midway through fourth quarter. The they were like, hey, uh, we're down by like three or whatever. Can Don't you just play get the best in there? Defense in the NFL. Yeah, exactly. Right, and it was like he he played well. He th- I think he threw a game ending pick. Um, and he had a couple throws, but it was like he clearly was not prepared, and this team was just bad. They were just bad, and especially coming into a bad team mid-season when they've already been bad, and you're trying to fix holes because you know what's wrong. It, it, it just wasn't going to work out in the beginning with. And yeah, like you said, Josh Rose never got his chance, and I think it, I think he could be pretty the good. The tools with are there. He throws a beautiful ball. Yeah, I mean, and the only like, knock on him is he's brittle and injury prone. Yeah, but I mean, you don't think Kyler Murray, like with that size yeah. against that offensive line, it's the same problem facing with both of them. Yeah, and I understand like what they're saying. And obviously, it's kind of hard. I mean. It's not exactly Zion, but it's one of those things where it's like they don't they don't need the Zion, so they pass on him. But then you have to watch him tear it up with another team. Um, yeah, that would, that would be very very interesting because if you look at it, if Kyler Murray didn't get taken first overall, Niners got their QB, Jets got their QB, Raiders they might take him. Giants probably would take him because oh no, they don't like good quarterbacks over in New York, so they probably we'll wouldn't take him. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I, I'll buy a Kyle Murray. Um, I'll sell their whole strategy, though, because I think it's kind of stupid. Because in the end, you just wasted your pick last year. Yeah. Congratulations. Uh, number two, like we said, Nick Bosa, edge rusher, went from Ohio State, went to the Niners. Easy. That's just easy Bye. money, like, great pick. He joins the, uh, besides the Mannings, because Archie, Eli, and Peyton uh, is the only, the Bosa family is the only family to have three people drafted all number one um, overall yeah. in the family, father and two sons. So, I will Bosa. say that whole Bosa thing, though, with like his, did you see the tweets? Twitter. Well, what do you expect? And it was, it was like, it was so, oh my gosh, it just brought up a, like, he's like, I am playing in like a liberal area, so I'm going to shield my tweets. It's like, dude, if you're, if you know, no, I'm not gonna get political, but I'm like, dude, if you're like ashamed of what you're saying, but it's just a political view, like, let's think about what your political views are. Anyways, good pick for the Niners. Congratulations to you guys. That was easy. <coughs> um, Quinton Williams, at number three, went as defensive tackle, went to the Alabama from Alabama, went to the Jets, and we'll sit, we'll talk a lot of D linemen uh, in this segment. A um, little high, much deep. Think? It's a deep defensive line class, and I think Quinton Williams is one of the better defensive linemen out there. Yeah, he's playing on the best. That, that, that I like the pick. And the Jets, the Jets have they, last year they had a stingy defense, um, and That'll I think he will. Yeah, yeah. He'll, so I'll, I'll I'll buy that one. The next one I'm selling because number four, Clennon Farrell, defensive end, went to the Raiders. From mm-hmm. he's from Clemson. Uh, I remember. I was getting the alerts on my phone. I was like, oh, Kyler Murray won, Nick Bosa. And we were shooting around waiting for our minimum row basketball game. I said, who is who is Clellan Farrell, Farrell? Because he's he is not one of the top prospects. that. But he went number four overall. Well, most people had him projected as like a mid to late round first rounder. Yeah. Uh, and the Raiders, they had the thing where they kicked all their scouts out of the building because they wanted to keep this quiet. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I, I, I'll buy this for the for the Raiders because he's a very good player. Yeah. He had uh, 24 sacks, I believe, this year, which is very good. Yeah. Um, and he, mind you, he was overshadowed on his own team because that uh, team was very good. But like the Raiders wanted a high uh, high quality uh, personality on and off the field. Yeah. This guy, he's a class act. Yeah, he is. Out of all of them. 
Um, so I, I'll, I'll buy that. Yeah, I think. it was a little high up, and so that's where I was a little suspect on. I mean, obviously, at Oliver uh, fell to number nine, but you know what? I'll take it. Hopefully, he can be. They, they took him high. Yeah, and definitely. Yeah, overvalued. I mean, it them, was but. like it, it, it could be. Um, Ward, I'm blanking on his first oh, name yeah, for the Browns. Yeah. You know, everyone's like, "What are you doing?" But if you see a good defensive piece that you really want, um, take him. Yeah, I don't. That's actually a very good comp. Yeah, I yeah. totally agree with that. Um, then Daniel Jones. So this, is, so we're skipping around here because some of these picks you probably don't care, and neither do we. Um, Daniel Jones, number six, quarterback from Duke, goes to the New York Giants. Yeah, I got some strong thoughts on this. Yes, one. this uh, is all goes back to last year to Saquon Barkley. Yeah, that's a, you should not have drafted Saquon Barkley last year. He should have drafted Sam Darnold. And I do not care if Saquon Barkley was the rookie of the year and that he's been excellent. He was going to be excellent. How many games did you win with Saquon Barkley? Yeah. Because you lost to Saquon and that core, you basically that's the reason you traded Odell. Because like we have all these pieces. We're still yeah. not winning here. We're never going to win here. So now what, now what do you got? You, you couldn't you, you say last year was a better quarterback draft. And you could have even, hell, you could even take him Baker. Yeah. Or Josh Rosen, and he would have been better than this guy. And you take him number sixth. And the GM for the Giants is saying, oh, we're taking the best player valuable at the time. He's not even the best player in the position. I'm sure he'll it's be true. like a fine quarterback. But if you look at him against top defenses last year, he was averaging almost like two, only 200 yards passing. Yeah. Against top 25-ranked defenses in the nation last year. That's terrible. Yeah. That's a botched pick. Then they're saying they're going to have to keep him. They'll, they'll, they're fine keeping him on the bench for three years. Yeah, three well, you're years. first-round money to keep him on the bench for three years? I'm sorry. That's like you, you should like, have taken Sam Darnold. You should not have picked Saquon Barkley. That's a horrible. This goes back to they, last year. Dave they, Gettleman is blowing it. For Dave the Gettleman did not know what he's doing. Like this, this was a ter- it was a it was a bona fide terrible pick. I remember we were watching. I was with some friends. We were watching the um, the Stars Blues game. We weren't watching the draft, and we flip it over after the game was over to see what's going on, and we see Daniel Jones, some random white guy. It looks like he's your cousin gets drafted and also like i will say when it comes to college everyone likes to bring up the stats and the stats in college obviously like seeing it can be inflated just because of bad defenses you got like the big 12 and so good stats aren't always the key a lot of it's the eye test but then if you look at this dude whose stats aren't even good to begin with i mean okay they're not awful he had 22 touchdowns and nine interceptions that's yeah, not it's, terrible it's not that's, great that's, though and like you said that's it's good but comparatively speaking, you can bring up na- games though where he has struggled yeah very badly honestly he's a lot like matt ryan but without like the arm strength, and Matt Ryan was only good because he's playing indoors. This guy's True. gonna be playing in the Meadowlands, yeah. and then a division where you're outside and it's windy, and you're expecting him to throw downfield. Like Matt Ryan, at least he's playing domes in Carolina, domes in Atlanta. When it's yeah. outside, it's warm in Tampa Bay. True. And if that's the comp you're drafting for a guy outside, I don't think I don't. Yeah, that's I don't not, I'm selling on that one. I'm not buying it. I hope um, he does well, but I don't. Yeah. A couple quick ones. Josh Allen and Rusher from Kentucky went to the Jags. That's a good pick. Jags are having a really good draft. Yes. And they got a, one of the best linemen, um, Jawan uh, Edwards, I believe his name is, in the second round. But that, that's yeah. a good pick there, Josh Allen. Yeah, so I'll buy one. Uh, Ed Oliver, we talked about him a little bit. Dustin, uh, defensive tackle from Houston going to Buffalo. I like that. Another move. good pick. And Ed Oliver was the most misused guy, I think, in college last year. Yeah. Because he was like an edge rusher type of player, and they had him at DT, and he's not like, he's more. He'd be better if he's, he's like a Warren yeah. Sapp type of guy in like a three-point stance, um, able to come off the edge um, instead of have, having to play D-tackle. Um, but And he was still a beast in college playing there, so I, I like that pick a lot. Yeah. Uh, then we got Christian Wilkins, defensive tackle from Clemson, going to the Dolphins. The Dolphins have they've, they've done well for themselves. So I'll like that one. 
not uh, 15. Uh, that was the 13th pick. 15. Dwayne Haskins fell to the Redskins, quarterback from Ohio State. In which, hey, if he's at 15, I'll take him. I don't like the pick. I don't think he's going to be that good of a quarterback. Yeah. And here's why. I mean, I'm sure he'll be okay. But um, I don't think he's a franchise quarterback because here's a couple problems I see. One, uh, Dwayne Haskins is not a deep ball passer. He's more of a dink and dunk. He can throw up crossing routes. You saw against Purdue. Purdue took away his crossing routes in his short game, and he couldn't move the ball downfield and struggled against Purdue. Two, he's kind of slow. He ran a 5-2 in the combine. That and is I think slow. I can run faster than a 5-2, so that's not very good. Um Three, he's going into an offense where he's clearly going to be rushed in. They're going to throw him into the fire they do have Case a lot Keenum. quicker. He's going to get thrown into the fire a lot quicker with that's this fair. team. Case Keenum's not going to have the job by the end of the year, I'm predicting. Yeah. And that's a team with not a lot of weapons either. You have an aging running back, no deep threat at wide receiver. Offensive line is shaky, not, nothing special. He's not, I mean, yeah. I don't think I don't see him doing very well. I will say at 15, it'd be hard for them not to take him because he definitely has potential um, as a good quarterback. He's one of the better quarterbacks widely thought in that draft class. Um, but like you said, he, like he definitely has, he has some eyesores uh, where you don't want, he's got some tape that you don't want to see this in the NFL. This pick would be better if it went to the Giants and you were going to sit him for three years behind Eli, Eli Manning and yeah. gave him some time to develop. Because yeah. I do think he's one of the better quarterbacks in the draft behind Kyler Murray. And, like, arm strength can be, you know, it can be taught, it can be molded uh, yeah. in the NFL, but, yeah, like you said, kind of with Josh Rosen, where he's probably, like, he's gonna be playing uh, important minutes in the NFL. He is a good pocket passer, but his game is, like, short precision passes. Yeah. Uh, moving on, so this was the 20th pick as the Broncos swapped with the Steelers. The Steelers took at number 10, um, linebacker Bush out of Michigan, solid pick. Good player. Really good player. Yeah. The Broncos got Noah Fant, tight end from Iowa, which personally speaking, when I saw that we traded down, I was like, whatever, get some mid-round picks. Um, and getting this guy at 20, I think it's very good value. The Broncos are bare to the bone at the tight end position, and he can definitely be a weapon for us. I texted at the time. This was my favorite pick of the draft. Yeah. And like, not a, I'm not even a Broncos fan, but I like this a lot because I think they got the biggest sleeper in the draft. Um, for one, Noah Fant. Coming out of Iowa, I don't know what it was. Kirk Ferentz and the Hawkeyes, I think they misused him a little bit. Because one, they had two tight ends that were pretty good. Um, the other one went to Detroit. Uh, yeah. Blanking on his name. Yeah, he's got a long name. And- um, but they the two pass-catching tight ends. They're the two best uh, tight ends in the country. They run the ball a lot. He only caught 45 passes. This guy's a matchup nightmare. He's too fast for a linebacker to guard, and he's too big for like a cornerback to guard. So this guy, I think, is going to be like a Jimmy Grant type player. And he blocked a lot in Iowa, so he can be a decent run blocker too. And as far as the linebacker thing, the only reason they traded down is because Vic Vangio uh, was disagreeing with the front office who to take. They want to take a linebacker. Vic Vangio is like, I don't want, uh, I'm not sold on either of these guys. So like, all right, that happens. They traded down, and I think that that's fine. You know, yeah. if you're not agreeing on a guy, get a guy that you like. Him yeah. paired uh, with some of the weapons you have with Sanders and Philip Lindsay in the backfield, I think it's going to be a nice pairing. Yeah. You're building a strong core there. Yeah, and I definitely think that uh, we have some decent pieces at right linebacker, and hopefully Vic Fangio can use those guys. We don't need to draft anyone. Um, at 24, Josh Jacobs, running back from Alabama, uh, replacing Marshawn Lynch, who has just recently retired. Uh, shout out to Money Lynch. Uh, going to the Raiders. And that pick, um, I I like it, but then when you get compared to, wait, we traded Khalil Mack for a running back, um, when that puts into that perspective, I like it a little less, but he, he's, he's got great bursts of speed, and I can see him doing well with the Raiders. 
Al- Alabama is like the Walmart for beat down running backs that yeah. underperform in the NFL. Yeah. Trent Richardson <laughs> is the perfect example of that. But I do think that you're right. Josh Jacobs is a good running back. That's a decent pick. You need yeah. to replace Marshawn Lynch. And quickly, do you think Marshawn Lynch is a Hall of Famer? Hall of Famer career or not? I want to say yes because I like him, but I don't think so. I totally agree. Yeah. I don't like, think I like him. He's, he's, I mean, he's a joy to watch, but... Yeah, I don't think he's got quite the resume they need to be a Hall of Famer. Because if you if you stack him up to the other running backs in the Hall of Fame, I think he kind of pales in comparison. Totally agree. Could yep. not agree more. And finally, uh, Nikhil Harry um, for uh, the Patriots drafted him at the last pick of the yep. night from Arizona State, and Wide I receiver, actually yeah. like this pick because to replace Gronk, look at the Patriots are going out and getting big physical receivers. You got Demarius Thomas, now Nikhil Harry. Um, I, think, I I liked what they're doing. They're trying to get big physical guys for Brady because that's yeah. going to replace Gronk. I usually don't like receivers in the first round, especially with the Bears. They had Kevin White. They usually don't pan out all that Yikes. well. But I do like this pick. Um, Belichick knows what they're doing. And he's he's friends with Herm Edwards down there in Arizona State. He trusts him. And Herm, like, obviously, yeah. gave him, uh, had a high praise for him. So I do like that pick. Yeah. And then, um, so that's the first round. The second round is going on as we speak. Um, let's see. Is there uh, is there any? I'm getting bleach. Oh, the Josh Rosen trade. Uh, we had yeah, we had the Josh Rosen Dolphins. Yeah, and then the biggest one I think recently is Drew Locke has been drafted by the Broncos. They traded, swapped, swapped a pick or two with the Redskins. I want to say, couldn't tell you, but they they ended up using that pick to draft. Um, Drew Locke, do you think he's going to be a good quarterback? No. He's going to be a future Hall of Famer. 2.0. No, no, he's because gonna he's going to get, he's going to sit behind. He's mediocre in Mizzou. If you're mediocre in college, you're usually not that great in the NFL. Okay, that's not true. He's going to be a future Hall of Famer. Joe Flacco is going to teach him how to become elite because Joe Flacco is elite. Mediocre. He's going to win us the Super Bowl. Well, that's, that's all we got for the draft. Though. Hopefully you didn't watch it because that means you have no life. Just kidding. John L.A. is going to be another long line of the reasons yeah. that he doesn't draft good quarterbacks because he doesn't want anyone to replace him as the best quarterback in Denver Broncos history. So he continues. I mean, he, I, you can win one Super Bowl and you wouldn't be the best quarterback, you know. Hey, but you know what? They they got pieces and so. Who was the other one? You had the guy that got arrested. Um, well, he was, he was Mr. Irrelevant. Who was that? Though? That was um, <laughs> Ole Miss. Chased a guy with a vacuum cleaner. He was on Coke. What would you call it? Yeah. What was his name? Uh, you should know this. Chad Kelly. Chad Swag, Swag Kelly. Kelly. Swag Kelly. Good God. He, he was a mystery. Let's see. There's Trevor Semien. Yeah. He had Brock Osweiler. It was Brock first. It was Brock then Trevor. Yeah, Brock then Trevor. Hey, what Brock, Trevor I saw Brock, in college, Brock too, Brock and I was really out. rooting for Trevor Semien. Brock Semien. panned out a little bit. Not really. No, he actually did. He panned out. He won us games when we won the Super Bowl, I mean, and then yeah. we and then the Texans gave Both him the max of them contract. Between yeah, he was okay, but like Manning that year, Manning and Brock, you were winning games despite them, not yeah, because true. of them. I think the term is in spite Kelly, of them. What did I say? Despite? Yeah. In spite? Not the. De- well, they were doing it to spite them. <laughs> yeah, they were. Uh, we hate. We hate Peyton Manning <laughs> and Brock Osweiler. Yeah, so we're spite here, them your win. commercials stink. <laughs> and I like Domino's better than Papa John's. You like Domino's better than Papa John's? No, I was just... I don't like Papa either. John's. I like Lou Malnati's deep I got dish. a Papa John's uh, uh, magnet on my door right there. I think they like have some bread. Although he's deal. a... Papa John is a racist, so I don't know if they're my favorite pizza. Yeah. Plan. 
Moving on, we're bringing the best for last. And you know, Mitch, we had a basketball game the other day. We had an intramural basketball game. I looked like Westbrook. I was shooting bricks. Yeah, I, hey, I was playing well. I had a couple fadeaways that rattled in somehow, some way. Anyways. The old four points a game. Yeah. Hey, you know, I had like six and one. Anyways. Ooh, six. <laughs> He's the next Mario Izonia. Yeah. I'm the next Michael Beasley. Walt Lemon Jr. Oh, he's good. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, anyways. So we're playing, and there's this dude. Um, he had to be that kid in the hoodie. How tall is that guy? Five. Oh, that seven, guy. Five, eight. Yeah, he was short. He's very short. Like I'm talking very short. And he's out there, and we're playing, and I drive on him, and I put my hands up, and he goes down, and he just slaps my wrists. He arm bars me, and he goes, "Get that expletive out of here." And I was like, first of all, you found me, dude. And he, he was talking a lot. He was talking a lot. And then he gets, and he wasn't doing much on offense. And he gets the ball, pulls up, and ab- didn't didn't catch anything. Air balls this three. I mean, okay, he did hit the game-winning shot. He did hit the game-winning <laughs> shot, so give him that. <laughs> but he may have two air balls in the first game. It's true. I said, man, you talk a lot for air balling the three like that. And you know who's a good example of that? The bum Jared Dudley. And I've had my closing rant uh, in recent uh, in recent podcasts where I talk about trash talking because Mitch knows I love What's the trash. Talk. <laughs> hey, you know what? He doesn't. Well, that's yeah, a whole other thing. But you know, I like to tra- talk trash. Yes, he does. I like to get in people's heads. Yes, he does. I like to get the three bedroom, two bath, and the, my opponent's heads. It worked out for me the other day, and. Jared Dudley is a perfect example, kind of like the cornerback for the Jaguars that I'm totally blanking on his name, which we apparently do this on the show a lot, um, where you can't talk trash, man. He called Ben Simmons an average player. Who, me? What? Oh, Dudley. Yes. No, I'm not talking about you. Player. Ben Simmons, he's a, he's better than average. Yeah, he is. You're talking about average in the NBA, but it's like... You were looking at me funny when you said that. Oh, I'm sorry, name. I'm going to... We're, kick, we're kicking him off the podcast. It's all right. You don't have to listen to him much more. But Jared Dudley, he talks a lot. And he likes to so get in people's I. heads. Yeah. See, it'd be like if Mitch talked trash. Because he can't shoot. Doesn't score points. Despite. <laughs> despite the fact I can't talk. Yeah, despite the fact. And he... And he got... They got blown out of the building in Game 5 after all this talking. And then he goes up, airballs a three. Ben Simmons is getting his face. And that's why... Marshall's rule of, of life. This is number 37. Don't talk trash if you're a bum. And that's all I got. Thank you for listening. This is episode 28. Uh, draft process. We'll be talking a lot more hockey, a lot more NBA. This is honestly this is one of the best times of the year. We got baseball going on. We got playoff Eloy hockey. Eloy the game with an injury. Eloy is a bum. He can't talk trash. He shouldn't talk trash because he's a bum. Well, he's a nice he's guy. A bust. He's not a bum. But yeah, that's all we got for you. Thanks for listening. Uh, tune in next week when we talk about more playoffs. Goodbye. Wake me up when the Warriors win the NBA championship.